Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I'm Alexander Keith Gore. I'm here with Lance Michael Psycho. We are back from vacation. Happy to be back. Happy to be talking to you. Welcome. I'm glad. Yeah, it's it's been like uh, three weeks, I think, since we've been talking to everybody. So I hope everybody is well rested. We are in the middle of the summer and numbers are up. Appreciate all the listeners. Yep. And if you ever get if you ever get sad that you miss us, there's one way that you can cure that. How? You can even cure it for free. Really? It's called RevitRocketShip.com. Takes your Revit game to the next level, basically to the moon. That's why it's called Revit Rocketship. It accelerates uh, how you learn and how you are productive at Revit. Not only does it teach you from the family side to the project side, it gives you our template um, and shows you how to kick off a project. Even if you've done Revit before, uh, especially for residential, this is a new way of thinking. It's modeling like you get built. Um, it has everything behind it and it has our voices. So you won't be lonely anymore. And if you don't <laughs> like it, free uh, money back guaranteed for one month, we would never leave you for that long. So that can bridge any gap that you need. RevitRocketShip.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. You could also check out all of the wonderful podcast episodes that we did with uh, in the RCAT booth at, booth at Las Vegas. So speaking of RCAT, with project conditions changing and limited time to get things done, it's good to have information at your fingertips. RCAT.com provides architects, engineers, spec writers, and contractors with the most comprehensive libraries of building product content and design so you can access it quickly and efficiently. Even better, RCAT.com is free to use and requires no registration. So visit today and access the information you need now. That's A-R-C-A-T.com. Check them out. Support them because they support us. Last but certainly not least, and I'm wearing it. I've got my Pella Luxury uh, polo on today. Pella Luxury, you've never experienced a brand like this before. This collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. Lance, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you were an Oracle, if anyone ever called you Lance Oracle Psycho. Yeah, that's my middle, middle name. Yeah. What is the recession really going to look so like? So you don't even know I was going to talk about this, but here's what I, I think. I, I'm an Oracle. I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's oracling the Oracle. Yeah. This is, in, this is inception. It is. Wow. And we're living it. So I just came to this conclusion this week. As I think about the economy a lot, I hope you guys do too, especially if you're business owners and entrepreneurs. You have to, right? I mean, it's everything. And uh, my conclusion is this. Um, I, the, is the way, and it's based on, um, you know, just my kind of thought process or whatever, but like there are some empirical pieces of data we can talk about. So the Fed raised interest rates last month, right? Yeah. Full point. Okay. Full, full point. 
wasn't it? No, 7-5. It wasn't only 7-5? Seven, 7-5. Five? Seven, oh, they five. might do a full point this time. But either way, they did a they did 7-5. Are you sure? Yes, because I was right. Okay. Because Al was right. He was yeah. predicting it. I was predicting what? You Fifth, thought... A half a point? Someone thought a point. Someone thought a half point. I said 0.75. That's what it was. He, yeah, it was me at the half point. Somebody said a full point, and then I was in the middle. Yeah. yeah. We interested to see what he thinks they're going to do this next next week. 0.75. All right, 0.75. Stay here. Yeah, I think it's going to be a full point. But the the point with the points is, <laughs> this is one of the data points here, is that uh, they raised it a point, or, or three quarters of a point. Every, if you've been a listener of this show, maybe you're a new listener. The idea with this gamed economy that they run with the Federal Reserve is that they can control what happens to the to the inflation. So when they raise, even, even though they don't know it, <laughs> even though it hits them for a surprise, even though it's like, hey, we printed all this money. What happened? Oh, oh what? <laughs> shocking, <laughs> shocking. Uh, even though they have the levers, it still shocked them. Which <sighs> I think, sorry to be interrupting, Al. It's all right. I think. They're lying to us in this reason. Oh, okay. Because very, very smart people said the way to get control of the debt is to inflate your way out of it. Yeah. And there was multiple talks, not only uh, like through the tech community, but on CNBC, NBC, all these things. So I think they were doing that and just, I don't know what else to say, but but lying to us. Yeah. yeah. One, if they would have said like, Hey, the only way we're going to get out of debt is we have to do this. Everyone brace. This is going to happen. We predict 8% for the next year. Get ahead of it. Yeah. But no, they didn't do it that way. They because didn't we do can't it handle it. You can't handle it. I can't handle it. You can't we, even handle a mustache. I can't. I know. It's shaved off. Are you guys watching this? YouTube? Yeah. There's no goatee. There's no mustache. There was a mustache. If you go to Fishing with Lance, you'll see the mustache. Um, so the they, they raised it three quarters of a point last month, June 2022. Uh, inflation at that point, year over year, when it came out, was under 9%. The idea with them raising the rate was that uh, it should l- tamp down the inflation. Well, the numbers with inflation just came out there at 9.1%. Al, Al, the Oracle, is saying that they're going to raise it at least three quarters of a point. There's no indications anywhere, anything you read that says they're not going to raise it at some percent. Some percentage. I'm, I'm saying it's going to be a full point. So if they raise the rates and they didn't tamp down inflation, and inflation kept going, and the supply chains aren't really getting that much better, and then you're having, you're starting to see civil unrest in places like Sri Lanka, Uganda, there's still Ukraine and Russia, and they're doing their thing. Um, there's energy problems all over the place. You're, you know, you're seeing the headlines about <clears throat> Texas, California, uh, shut down, you know, turn off your AC, otherwise, you know, you're going to kill the power grid and all these things, right? What I think we're had so what this is telling me, but at the same time, we you see help wanted signs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are taking leaving places for different places uh, to work on employment, and I will get into that later. Yeah, the private sector's bounced back over a hundred percent. So since since the pandemic and with an, with a, with employment, meaning like all the jobs came back plus more in the private sector. Public sector is way down. We'll talk about that, but. What I th- what my here's what I'm getting at is what this recession is actually going to look like is it's not going to be like the last one. Okay. Even though history repeats itself, it's not going to be the last one like the last one. The last one we had very high unemployment, especially in the architecture, building, construction, engineering industry. We had very high unemployment. Unemploy- unemployment numbers of like in our sector specifically, architecture was up to fifty percent. 
in some regions. Like half the architects lost their jobs type of thing. It, yep. was, it was insane. Massive. Yep. Um, so what it's going to be like in this one is, I think we're going to keep most of the jobs. I think we're actually going to keep most of the jobs. But uh, so we're not going to have this big unemployment problem. Yeah. We're going to have an inflation problem. So we're going to live, it's going to be a recession with high inflation. Like it'll be a recession on paper. And even the Atlanta Fed was is predicting now, they're saying that like this quarter we're in right now, Q2, Q2 is going to be, we're going to see a decline of like, it's going to be negative, some negative, like one to 2% negative. That would then be the textbook definition of a recession, back-to-back quarters, two declines in GDP, and you're there, you're in recession. Okay. So on paper, it's it's that way. But it you, you I think you're still going to have your job. It's just we are going to deal with high inflation for like a decade. There's no way you can print that much money and not suffer the consequences. Okay. Thoughts. Good point. I don't think we're going to deal with it for decades on paper because next year it's going to all go to a wash because it's year over year monthly inflation average. Oh, this is Al's great point. Yeah. So it's 8% break, break this, this year, 8% last month. And then a year from now, they'll say, oh, look, it's only 2%. We solved it. Yeah, but things are still 8% higher than they were before. Like it got eight and up in that. So yes. you just reduce the baseline to last year. Bingo. Um, but, but your but point is still, is still consistent. Still exactly. consistent. Exactly. Yep. Here's my question to you. Um, this, is, this is what what I see is that there's still that money out. Like they're not getting rid of that money. They're just trying to lower the amount of new money that comes in. So there's still money to go around, still things that need to be done. But here's what I see is like all of a sudden, like you cancel Netflix, you stop going to the coffee shop. Let's just use those two examples. Maybe you, you eat out less, right? You just start to bring your house in order, right? We've done this uh, with, with F9. Too, yeah. Right. Um, get rid of some subscriptions you don't need. Okay, now the subscription, whatever tech got lost them, coffee shops lost. Consumer spending is going to constrict. Yes. Yep. And then and then McDonald's and fast foods and, and and restaurants lost them. Don't they have to lay off? Yeah. So what I think it's going to be is there will be somewhat of a layoff. It's not going to be like 2008, yeah. like you said. And I almost think it's gonna. They're gonna say. It's not a recession, even though technically you and me have less stuff. We have less coffee, less restaurants, less everything's still more expensive. Yep. 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 Some people lost their jobs technically into a a recession, but since there's so much money, we didn't lose GDP numbers. We didn't lose GDP numbers. Not a recession. Biden did a great job. Yeah. Biden did a great job. Yeah. That's that's what I think. It, it's literally quite on the same lines. It's just slightly tweaked. And a little, uh, the the depth of the thoughts are a little bit deeper because the perspective is wider. How about that? Like the perspective is wider because Al talked about, well, yeah, they're just like, let's say inflation is actually 10% this time next year. It's only uh, going to be seen as two. It's only going to be seen as two when you compare the two numbers. Yeah. 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 Which is 100% true. Yeah. So, anyway, so what does that mean for your firm? What does that mean for you? I think you have to I think I think the bottom line if there is one lesson about this is if you have the ability. 
So what here's what we're seeing in the in the Colorado market is right now. All the develop I've met with uh, multiple developers and owners over the past uh, about about a week since I've been here. I guess back. And they're all telling me the same thing. Every architect we talk to is booked out till October or November, and they won't even look at our project. They won't even entertain it. If you are in our position and you've built a nimble firm and you've delegated responsibility uh, throughout your staff, thus freeing up the salesmen, Al and Lance, and you can make it, and then you still have freed yourself up enough to where like, you can reassure these developers and owners and everybody that if you sign with us, we can start within a week, two weeks, even if it's me or Al touching the project to, to get it in motion, get it in the mix. If you can do though, if you can do that, that's part A and part B is only, only try to raise your fees and be comfortable with only getting 40% of what, of what you're going after. Yep. That's the key here. A, B, lesson C is this is a reminder to always run a tight ship. Bingo. Always run a tight ship. If it's not tight, if it's not clean, Short there's some holes. Loops. If there's some le water leaking in, go ahead, patch those holes, clean the ship up, and just try to maintain that. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, there's a subject that I just had to talk. It's just been burning in my brain since we've been in, in the a at, the, at the AIA. Uh this perspective of architects about like why should architects be the ones leading the charge for climate change and stuff like that when 95% of the problem is is India and China um, so I just wanted to touch base with you on that one like like where does this attitude come from I'm not suggesting we shouldn't be part of the solution but this idea that like why is it just architects and like where is this, like, what if that thought process was focused? This came up in the ArcCast, basically, from one of the one of the folks who was there ArcCasting mm -hmm. with us. And I was like, where do you, where does this, e it, it was almost too, too much of an ego thing for me to take. I was like, like, why, why, do, why is there this inflated idea of the architect is like, yeah, oh, it's got to be the architect doing it. Like, why? So I have a r r worse response like worse thing that i think is more egregious and then an answer to your question okay what i think is more egregious than that is all the aia advertising about architects and planning hmm. they like their literal advertisements that come into my google mail is like we need to rethink cities we need to replan this replan that i understand architects have a role like but there's a whole profession where you can get a planning degree where you think about these things and where you do that. And maybe they're trying to, the only thing I can get is they're trying to break into that segment more and say, oh, come to architects first. We'll hire planners out of college and we'll have architects do the pretty soft planners do all that. But that's where I think like, man, your messaging is wrong because like- Your focus is wrong. You're literally talking about streets and stuff like that, a civil. So unless you're trying to like capture that market, that's where I think the head's too yeah. big. My answer to you would be, if I'm playing devil's advocate, or my real answer would be, I think the solution is in decentralized solution. Yeah. I think that in, homes and uh, businesses should be more sustainable. Which is the opposite of their, this idea that like it should come literally capital A down. Like that's a, that's a hierarchical centralized solution versus what you're getting at. Oh, instead of like lobbying and mandating, is that what you're saying? All I'm saying is like, Hey, if someone designs me to do a sustainable house, like I'm talking power, water food 
like real sustainable security, like heat. Yeah, but even the way you phrased the beginning of if someone hires me to do a sustainable house, not I'm going to force it. There you go. Someone hired me to do their house. I'm going to force them. I'm going to only suggest I'm going to like it's my job to say like to literally make them feel like crap because they aren't doing all of these green things you're you you need to do when it's like at the end of the day let's say it's again back to the fire victims in Colorado can they afford to do solar panels probably not i mean these budgets are getting pushed to the limits no matter what as is just to rebuild yeah they're getting high and then what a lot of people don't understand is that there's trade-offs and it might be like hey uh, we can make this more sustainable and it's going to cost 20 to 40,000 dollars more initially or either through interest payments. If it costs $40,000 more in interest payments, it's going to cost you $80,000 more throughout the life of it. And you might be, even though we're not big advocates for this, like, no, I want to take that money for college. But their argument is, is no, 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 no. This is going to save you money, right? This 40K investment is going to save you money. They're like, okay, wait, did you factor in how much you're going to pay when you actually pay through it through the mortgage because then it's 80? Now, is that true? And now, is that a wash or is it true? You know, like there, there's more nuance to it is what, what you're thinking. Exactly. I, I don't mind though. Like, I think we can solve and it's not, it's kind of selfish. It's kind of selfish. It's like, hey, you as a homeowner, if you can do this, if you have your other priorities already in check, like you want when the city goes out, you to stay on. Yeah. <laughs> and every if, level, yeah, water, exactly. heat, cold, AC, everything. You know what I mean? My AC just went out. And then in my house, in my future house, whenever I do that, I'm not on a strict timeline because I love my neighborhood um, is, Oh, maybe I need to do some passive cooling with even like maybe my extra water supply is down in the earth. And then that runs through a pipe that can circulate over the fan. So at least it can blow out 50 degree air, you know, because yeah. So it was hot. Yeah. (laughs) And the kids were sick. It was terrible. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, and then, then I'm back to my original point, like 95% of the, the pollution problem is India and China. So what does that have to do with architecture in the United States? And the biggest polluter on the planet is the U S military. So what does that have to do with you being an architect and leading the charge there? Like, well, I know the voting habits of, of, uh, architects and I know they just feed into the military industrial complex by voting those kind of people back in. You, the, you tell me, the you military tell me industrial complex complex has both sides of the aisle. Ag- agreed. I, I'm, I'm the, just saying exactly. So uh, like, let's say, uh, let's say, let's say everybody at the AA was listening to this podcast and they go, you're right, Lance, we're going to pull <laughs> the different lever next year. I would like, literally we're pulling the left lever. Now we heard you, Lance, we're going to pull the right lever. I would go still not the right lever. Literally not the right right lever. Like, same thing's going to happen. I mean, Trump had Michael uh, Bolton in there. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible, so, Terrible person. Yeah. So, yeah. there you go. I, I, I mean, just to be clear what I'm what I'm advocating for. What's up, Sam? Uh, what do we got next, Al? Oh, I have something next. I'm going to read this to you. Ready? Oh, please. So, this is posted two weeks ago on LinkedIn uh, by Tyler Sumala. Suomala. Quote, an architecture professor once shared their little secret during class. It helped them scale their small practice into one of the largest in the world, and it's dead simple. 
When pitching to clients, competing firms would bring all their principles, high-quality renderings, impressive slideshows. But the professor, just themselves, a roll of trace paper, a pen. They led with the client, asked questions about their goals and vision, then quickly sketched ideas and solutions on the trace paper, and they kept winning contracts. Why? Quality beats quantity. Surprise. Reflecting the goals of the client is better than assuming them. Digital i.e. renderings is not always better than analog, i.e. hand sketches. Clients want to feel like participants in the process rather than observers. Always bring a pen and trace paper to every pitch. Smiley face. Great point. Love the point. Uh, I would just add perspective to it. Okay. Probably stop being a professor. (laughs) (laughs) It grew it into one of the largest firms. And then two, can you name it? Or is this just a story that you made up? Because I want to know that it's real world. Right. Oh, like know the firm. Yeah. Like, oh, of course. Yeah. Because if, if honestly it's not real, then it's like, are you giving advice? That's really not real because the perspective I was going to add is, oh, let's yeah. say you're going after an airport. You could sketch out whatever, but if you're a four man team, they're going to say, yeah, we're going to spend $2.8 billion and you don't have a full staff full of projects that you've done before. Not, not going to happen. Great, great sketch. you nailed what we wanted to do. I'm going to take a picture of that. <laughs> the biggest lesson I think from that little story, whether it's true or not, I still is, love the story is listen to your clients. So that, and we've talked about it before on this podcast. And I mean, listen during the first meeting is I tell everyone, to, I tell every prospective client this when they say, so, okay, we scheduled a meeting. Um, is there anything we should prepare for? And I go, I'll tell you what, especially the house is an excellent example. I go, well, here's how it typically works is um, I am there to be a listener first. And so uh, during the first half of the meeting, I would like you to walk me around your house, walk me around your property. Tell me about all of your ideas. I'll be taking careful notes. Eventually, you will run out of steam. You will run out of things to say. And then you'll have questions for me. And then I'm happy to answer those questions. That's the way it should go. I do bring a notebook, sketchbook, moleskin. I do bring a pen. Every once in a while, I will do a sketch or two, but I'm definitely not doing floor plans like this professor was, if that's what he was doing for free. Yep, exactly. Um, Well, on better news. Better news! I just want to bring this up because I do not want to be accused of only being one-sided. Wood prices have retreated back down. They have. I'm seeing it on my end, 100%. Which is great. It's fantastic. Even uh, materials are getting easier to get. Uh, Matter of fact, we just built a deck. We had substitute materials originally ordered on site. We're able to take them back and get the original ones we wanted because they were now in the store. Nice. Nice. So good good, stuff is happening. Good news there. Um, Different or bad news. There's an article here uh, and you can see it if if you're watching YouTube. Big Denver housing construction proposals slowed way down when the city, when a new affordable housing rule kicked in. Oh, uh, then it says this was expected. <laughs> it says that. Well, by, by who? Kyle did, Harris. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> did the city expect it? Did the city, did the city, I don't know. Think about this. Did city council say, hey, once this kicks in, housing proposals, construction is going to slow way down, thus ruining competition, which ruins basically a fair price. Because if they did realize that and yeah. expect it, then you're the stupidest person on yeah. the planet. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to go in deep on, on any of it, but 
we just heard from another contractor too. Like they're pulling out of Denver, and the reason why uh, they're oh, a developer. Yep, developer. They're pulling out of Denver is because they c- can't predict any way of when they'll get these approvals, when things will work out. Like it's just a shit show to be to to be honest. Yeah. So why I kind of put those in that order is everyone should be wary and be kind of active in this in your own way in your own lane and jurisdiction and city is hey we can get wood prices we can get materials like the capitalism part is working as long as there's clear competition not cronyism we don't like that and you are the problem (laughs) like you are the problem yeah and you should know that yeah Yes, sir. Uh, well, good luck to you, Denver. Good luck for you. And uh, some more further good luck. So uh, Axios is a wonderful publication, and I've got an article pulled up here on my end. And here's why it's good luck to Denver and jurisdictions that are uh, that, that are basically having um, trouble keeping up with approvals, right, and uh, approving things. So Axios, uh, a couple days ago, July 11th here. The government is having a hired time hiring. Shocker. Percentage of jobs lost at the start of the pandemic now recovered by sector. So this is what this is kind of tying back into. This is why I think, you know, private sector or the uh, the economy. Well, here's the economy we're going to run into. And it's going to be a high inflationary, low unemployment rate. It's kind of an interesting. It's kind of the, sort of the part of what we had last time, but not so much. Uh, well, we didn't even have it last time. That's why it's totally different. We didn't have high inflation during uh the crash 2008 or anything everything went down real estate deflated actually right yeah even in boulder went down one percent uh so the private sector this little chart you can see they went we're now at 100 100.7 percent recovery meaning now we there's even more jobs than there was before that are filled uh when everything crashed and they shut everything down but the government the government jobs have only recovered at a 54.6 percent rate so what does that translate to right that translates to staff on planning departments, building departments, there's less of them. We're building like crazy. The approval time now in Denver just went to, down to in their uh, in in their department. We just got we just got the the little thing from their little email from them. Zero percent. It went to for single for family, hitting their timelines for hitting their projected timelines. They are hitting them then at a zero percent rate. And then you couple that with this problem with. Yep. The government being able to retain employees and, and get employees. There, there you have it. It's like kind well, of, kind of wanna, a bad storm. Want to know my theory of why that's 54.6%? I do. Uh, every firm should have a good hiring practice, meaning like, here's what you need. Here's how you vet, blah, blah, blah. I bet you the only reason that they're at 54% mm-hmm. is their own bureaucracy. Right. Meaning like I, I've oh, seen... Oh, like the hiring method. Oh, God. <laughs> so think about this. You, you've applied for jobs, right? You send a resume, a cover letter, set it up an interview, blah, blah, blah. Or they say, no, thank you, right? I know for a fact, government jobs, you upload a resume. That goes into a thing that breaks apart all of your stuff. Then you have to fix where all the computer went wrong. Then you have to upload and answer all these, like, it's, it's nonsense. And then they probably have to wait, and there's for good reasons, Six months, we got to collect everything. Then we have to have meetings about who we're going to hire and what, like, they're doing this to themselves. It, it, it's just however efficient you are in reviewing and approving drawings. I know we're just picking on the planning department. That's how efficient you are at hiring new staff. You're mm-hmm. terrible at it. Terrible. Terrible. 
okay. Uh, last thing before we hopefully hear from our bestie down in Florida. Quick little anecdotal thing I just wanted to bring up. Kind of wrap up the whole conversation because it all starts. It all started with money and economy and, and business and all of that, right? So up on the screen here, I've got this guy posted publicly. I don't even know how I found him. I don't even think I'm I'm linked into this this guy. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, we do have a shared connection. Let me see here. Do we are we connected? We are not connected. Anyway, somebody else through the architecture community. Because this guy, his name Except is Jake. 32 mutual connections. Yeah, Jake. J yeah, exactly. That's how. Jake Rudin, Rudin, out of architecture, he says, um, and Adidas Innovation, th that's who this guy is. Um, so uh, he, he posted five days ago, salary week one of seven, talking about money, who's, money with others is eye-opening, right? So he says, he, you can see on the screen, you can read it yourself, you can go to the link. Uh, he's, he's talking about money. And what, so for, I just was curious. I just asked, hey. How many of these conversations that you have are related uh, to how money is created, who creates it, and what are the consequences of who creates it? And then he responded and said, I would love to know the more about the context of your question. I've had, at this point, thousands of conversations with architects, ranging from owners to interns to principals and executives. I run a business, work for an enormous company, have a lot of discussions about money, blah, 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 blah. So then I said, I'm asking in the... And then he asked, cur at the, sorry, at the end of that, curious to see if your question is more the moral or ethical bounds of economics or related to some hidden implication about why people don't discuss pay. Pay, pay, there, there is, this does tie into pay, right? Uh, and I'll get to that. Uh, Jake, so then I replied, I said, I'm asking in the context of your post. The post is about money. I'll ask again, how many of these conversations that you have are related to how money is created, who creates it, and what are the consequences of who creates it? And he said a lot, specifically 42. I have no idea if he actually wrote it down. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, though, I find the majority of conversations about market share, the creation of wealth, and the consequences thereof are more than often not with people who have either left architecture to work in or build another business or who are interested in this topic for their own ethics, political interests. Hence my question about the context. And I go, that's great. I'd like to be the 43rd. Here we are. Who, in your opinion, creates money and what are the consequences of this specific entity creating it? Then he just laugh reacted. So, uh, because you wanted to get in a discussion about the Fed. Absolutely. Like, if you're not talking about this guy and, and, and everything that, he, that he's been saying since he was in Congress, Mr. Ron Paul, like, he, so there was this tweet he put out, Mr. Ron Paul, and that said, um, you know, in 1913, the year that led to today's economic torture. Right now, we're in it. Economic torture, right? Uh, both the income tax and the Fed, Federal Reserve were created that year. The income tax made everyone's earning, earnings the property of their government first. What the government allows people to keep is then relentlessly stolen by the Fed's inflation. So that completely 100% relates back to your salary. So like when you're negotiating your salary, and I have had discussions with uh, several of our friends who we went to school with, and they were asking me, they're like, hey, can I ask you just as the boss? They're not like owners or anything. Like, how would you approach this? Like, is it fair to bring up inflation? Inflation, mm -hmm. and that the what is the real rate of inflation? Like, can you be giving? Is it appropriate for there? He goes that you know. For instance, one of them said, hey, "They're I know they're going to try to give me three percent." The Mayo Clinic did it. The Mayo Clinic is one of the best uh, hospitals in the world. Like everyone knows that, right? And they gave all their employees three percent, and they're like, "What? Yeah, 
Inflation is 8%. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? So, uh, Jake, if you are only talking to 42% out of, you said, thousands, let's just let's just do a short version here. 42 divided by 2,000. That's 2% of the people you're talking with. Shouldn't the majority of your discussions be revolving around that entity, who creates it, what the result is then, and then what how, what that leads to with negotiation tactics for your pay and salary, or even what you're charging as a business owner? Scroll up, please. Yeah, scrolling up now. Sorry to his. It's live. What's your yeah? Al's reading about money. So salary negotiation tips. Let's see where. It see, goes. see. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. I, I think this. It, it has to do with with your ADD, and then his, his because <laughs> you just repeat the same question, but without without adjusting it. Sure. Without saying. I'm talking about the Fed. Right. Do you not want to talk about the Fed? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wh- like why? Why would that? Why should that be taboo when it controls everything? I'm just saying. It seems like, I, oh, it's a taboo subject. Why? Yeah, because it's, because it's uh, gravity. Ah, there you go. Yeah, and we live in the age of we, their gravity isn't even real, right? Well, it, 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 I think people think, but maybe this is the point that you're trying to make. Um, there's nothing we can do about gravity. Like, when we're designing cars... We don't talk about gravity. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's already there. But this is a bad analogy. No, no, this is actually, I'm going to give you some credit. I think it's an okay reality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. So I I don't know how it relates, but it's like, yeah, we're talking about, even though like cars efficiencies have a lot to do with gravity. Yeah. If we could change the gravity, our cars would go farther for longer, but we can't. So like, why are we even talking about it? But what you're saying is like, inflation is key to this, to the concept of salary. It's, it relates to Dave Ramsey. Here, yeah. Okay, Dave, Dave Ramsey, I feel like operates in this world and gives advice in this world in his head where the Federal Reserve doesn't exist. Meaning, then, so then the value of your money is that it the devaluation of your money through that 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 entity entity and the creation of the fiat currency doesn't exist in his head and here here's why i'm like are you brain dead because he's he's like pay off all your debts first pay off your house and it's like wouldn't your capital actually be better leveraged if you if you got a good mortgage, it's a fixed rate, it's a low down Three, payment, threes. and you can save you let's say instead of, let's say instead of paying down on that principal you can do the math and it's provable in the math, I promise you. Yeah. That, oh, I bought a second home for only 10% down. Not only am I paying down that principal, the appreciation is working. My capital is finally being appreciated instead of going towards that and paying off the debt. Your, your, your multiplier of what you're doing with your capital is much different. That's all I'm getting at is like this scenario. It's so important to understand that because then it can inform all of your decisions after that. Yeah. I, I think... I think there's so many people, so many people that have a hard time with not being in debt. Like literally there's millions and millions and millions of people. So it's not even about wealth creation. You know, like oh, how, yeah, how, that's not even a thought. I understand. So it, it's if we can't get you out of just borrowing, borrowing and using credit cards, credit and, cards and, uh, and all this. And that's why I use the mortgage. I w- just want yeah, exactly. to be clear. That's why I use the mortgage. I'm 100% with get what if you're not you're not properly using your credit card if you're not paying it off every month before the interest rate happens. Yep. 
Yep. Very much. Taking advantage of the points. Okay. What do we got next, Al? We have our best friend, Nick, with Nick Reed. Thank goodness. I'm so glad to hear from him. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. Picasso was at a Paris market when an admirer approached and asked if he could do a quick sketch on a paper napkin for her. Picasso politely agreed, promptly created a drawing, and handed it back to her, but not before asking for a million francs. The lady was shocked. How can you ask so much? It took you just five minutes to draw this. No, Picasso replied. It took me 40 years to draw this in five minutes. Friends, never sell yourself short. And don't muck with hornet's nests. Toodles! Uh, I, I totally understand it. Know what one of the coolest sketches of his, Picasso? Picasso what? Is It's like two lines and it's a bowl. And how long did it take him to get to that kind of perfection, right? I thought it was so cool. It reminds I just me, it's tried like the sketching. Nike swoop, right? Yeah. I tried like sketching that and ev- everyone, I was like, oh, mine's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's bring down the team for ARE Jeopardy. Yes, sir. Question numero uno. A new living room with a floor dimension of 10 by 20 feet will require how much glazing area? Is it A, 8, these are all square feet, B, 4, C, dose, D, 16, 8, 4, 2, or 16? What's the ratio? So it's going to be 200 square feet if you take 10 times 20, that's 200. Okay. If you want simpler math, divide that by two, and then, which is a hundred. Now, what's your ratio? And then double it. Eight feet, four feet, two feet, or sixteen. Do 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 do. All right, hold them up. Time's out. Okay, eight feet, four feet. It is 8% at 200 square feet. That is 16. Wow. So, did, any, did you well, get it? Anybody got it right? No one got it right, but yeah. ar- the architects. About the architects. The 8%. Is that just across the board? Or? That's for living space. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, that shirt matches your eyes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that mustache <laughs> matches your personality. <laughs> uh, question two. Glazing that is less than 36 inches above the finished floor that is at the bottom of a stair landing shall be tempered if it is within how many inches of the stair landing? Is it A, 72, B, 50, C, 46, or D, 60? C, C? D, 60, not 46. Lance. All right. Number three. What are the two types of glare that a lighting designer should be aware of? Uh, A, direct, 
B, reflective. C, indirect. D, counter-direct. You got to pick two. Tell me if you need to repeat. Repeat. Of the whole question or just the... Everything. All right. <laughs> what are the two types of glare that a lighting designer should be aware of? A, direct. B, reflective. C, indirect. D, counter-direct. You got A and C. B, C. The correct answer is A, B. What do we got for scores? And, and reflective. reflective. Yep. yep. Indirect, not an issue. Counter direct. Is made up. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one? Zero? Yeah. Okay. Sheriff. Yep. Sheriff, Sheriff McNutt is going to tell us where to go eat, I'm thinking. Reeves could tie it up. Number four. What is the following? Which of the following types of light outputs point all the light in the direction of the task? Which of the following types of light outputs point all of the direction in the all the light in the direction of the task? Is it A task? Is it B direct? Is it C focused? Is it D straight? I'll give you one hint. There is only one that is the right answer. Is it A task? B direct? C focused? D straight? <laughs> Come on, Reeves. Uh, the correct answer is B. All right. What? Sheriff McNutt wins two to one. Sheriff, right? yeah. two to Where one. Where are we going to eat? Hefes. Yeah. Al, you got anything? Nope. I'm out. All right. It was good to be back. If you like this episode, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure you like, subscribe, share it with your mom. We'll see you next week.